take the Bible and go with me into 2 Kings chapter 19. 2 Kings chapter 19 as we talk tonight about praying bold prayers. Praying bold prayers. I have a question for you that I really want you to prayerfully ponder. When is the last time that you prayed a bold prayer? Now you say, Christian, what do you mean by a bold prayer? I'm talking about a prayer so bold that it would make others chuckle. <laughs> chuckle in disbelief. <laughs> a prayer so bold and so big that it has to be God in order for it to be accomplished. When's the last time you prayed a bold prayer? We have to, tonight in our uh, narrative here in the Scripture, 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 14. Notice this with me, please. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread the letter before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, Thou art the God, even Thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down Thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, Thine eyes and see. Hear the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands. And they've cast these false gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but simply the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, the Assyrians have destroyed these gods. But now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech Thee, I beg Thee, save Thou us. Lord, save us out of the hand of Sennacherib. Now he tells why. That all the kingdoms of the earth may know that Thou art the Lord God, even Thou only. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as we begin to understand what is happening in the passage here, we're going to find out that Hezekiah, at that moment, as he is spread out with this letter spread out before God, he is praying a big prayer. He's praying what we call a bold prayer. Do you know that the Bible exhorts us, calls us, invites us, beckons us to pray bold prayers. We see this in Jeremiah 33.3 where God says, Call on me. I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Uh, 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 it is, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to think that, that God's promises here are not to slacken but to quicken the prayers of His people. Uh, God said, I'll show you mighty things. That literally means, I'll show you things that are inaccessible 
to humans in human power. In other words, I'm going to show you some things, some incredible things. I'm going to do some things and reveal some things and unveil to you some things if you just call on me that had you not called on me, you would have never seen. In other words, we could say safely that prayer is the key uh, that gains, that gives you and I access to the very power of Almighty God. In other words, there are some things in this world that will never, ever be accomplished apart from prayer. It's the only way to see it accomplished and to see it done. God says through the prophet Jeremiah, I want you to know, my people, I want you to call on me because calling on me in prayer is the only way that you'll be able to see these God things. We talk about that. We use that phrase. Boy, that was a God thing. Let me tell you how we get God to do God things in our lives. It's it's through prayer. Praying bold prayers. Praying big prayers where we have situations and things that God has put on our heart, and we know that the only way to see these things accomplished is through the Lord. In the New Testament, there are multiple, multiple uh, 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 invitations by Jesus and by the apostles, the, the, the uh, uh, human authors who were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the writer of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says this, Let us therefore... Because we have a high priest that is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Because we have a high priest, Jesus, who has passed into heavens and who right now is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. He says, because of that, let us come, not timidly, not bashfully, not ashamed, but let us come, and I love this word, gang, let us come, here's the word, boldly. Let us come before God boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Boldly come, as one writer said, this word means to be outspoken, to be frank, to be blunt, to be direct with God. Lord, I'm coming before you. You already know my heart, my needs. And I'm going to be very blunt, very frank, very candid, very direct with you. It means to come with confidence and with freedom of speech. A.T. Robertson, that Greek scholar, in, in translating this phrase from Greek to English, says that it means literally to tell Jesus the whole story. <laughs> I like that, gang. We don't have to tell Him the whole story. I, he already knows the whole story. But He wants us to come before Him. And lay, as Hezekiah did, our need out before him and say, Lord, here's the situation. I don't know what to do. I have no other recourse but to bring it before you. When I look at the Scripture, I see that bold praying is asking God to do what only can be explained by the unmistakable hand of God. It's asking the Lord, Lord, this is the only way. You're the only one who can do what I'm asking to be done. I see bold prayers in Scripture in Genesis 18 as Abraham prayed for Sodom. I see bold prayers in Exodus 33 as Moses dared pray to God, Lord, show me Your glory. 
I see a bold prayer in 1 Chronicles 4 as Jabez prayed that God would bless him, enlarge his coast, and keep his hand on him, and that God would protect him. I see a bold prayer in Nehemiah 1 as Nehemiah prays before God for the restoration of Jerusalem. I see bold praying in Acts chapter 12 as the local church is gathered together praying for Simon Peter to be released from prison as he was facing imminent death. And I want you to know, dear friend, that God wants His people to pray bold prayers. I want to give you three thoughts and then we'll pray. Lean in and listen very carefully. Number one, bold prayers are prompted by a great need. Oh man, when you turn back in your Bible to chapter 18 of 2 Kings, verses 28 through 35, here's what we will find out. We'll find out that the Assyrian army had literally ransacked the known world. They had conquered every land, every territory in the region surrounding Israel. They had already, they had already attacked and taken captive the northern tribes. And now this southern area of Judah, Judah and Benjamin were the only two tribes left. Sennacherib, the king of Assyria with the Assyrian army, they had encamped around uh, literally uh, uh, just on the doorstep of Jerusalem, just to the southern border of that territory. And Hezekiah refused to pay the tax, the tribute money, to the Assyrians for military protection. A tribute that Hezekiah's father, wicked King Ahaz, had began uh, begun to pay during his reign. But Hezekiah was different than his daddy. You see, King Ahaz never sought the Lord, but Hezekiah did. And King Hezekiah realized, listen, we don't need Sennacherib's help. We don't need Assyrian help. We need the Lord. So he refused to pay the tribute, the tax, that would gain military favor. Instead, he sought God. He stopped relying on the Assyrians. That decision to cease payment caused Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, to besiege Judah and Jerusalem. The Assyrian army that had ransacked the known world was now 30 miles from the doorsteps of Jerusalem. Now, Rabshakeh. Rabshakeh was Sennacherib's spokesman. He stands outside the city wall. And he proclaims the threat of invasion and death to the citizens of Jerusalem. And he began to speak in the language that the Hebrews understood. He began to speak in their language. He wanted them to be crystal clear about the threat. And the people, obviously, they, they knew what was going on. There was a great need there. Man, I'm talking to people tonight with great needs. Some of those needs are financial. Some of those needs are relational. Man, you need a breakthrough in your life relationally. Some of those needs are spiritual. 
There's a stronghold that needs to be broken. Some of those needs have to do with other people. You have a burden for somebody else heavy on your heart. It might be a child. Man, I'm talking to parents tonight and grandparents that have a burden for your children. I'm talking to, to, to people who are facing uh, physical situations where you need to see the hand of God move in your situation one way or the other, but you have to have God's reassurance in your life. Oh, dear friend, some of you tonight are praying for lost people, and I, I hope and pray all of us are. We've been talking about that, to get that person on our heart and bring them before the Lord. I want you to know there's no greater need that anybody could ever have than a need that's spiritual. And I want you to know that bold praying, big praying, is precipitated, prompted by a great need. There was a great need here with the children of God. King Hezekiah was sensitive enough to God's presence and God's Spirit where he realized the great need. And may the Lord wake us up, dear friend, to the great needs all around us in our life. It is high time. Paul said in Romans that we wake up out of our sleep. And then we, we read the passage in Amos that says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. And I'm afraid, dear ones, that the church of Jesus is at ease. We're asleep in a day filled with great needs. We're being lulled to sleep and inactivity and ineffectiveness because we've been blinded by the culture and blinded by affluence. Oh, may God wake us up tonight and set our hearts ablaze and cause us to understand our great need. Bold praying is prompted by great need. Statement number two. I want you to hear me carefully. Bold prayers are offered out of great desperation. Our passage tonight, verses 14 through 19. I love what Hezekiah did. Before he did anything else, he goes before God. He takes that letter in his hands. He takes that, that, that parchment that he had received. That scroll, no doubt. That announcement sent to him from Rabshakeh about the threat of invasion and, 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 and captivity. And he takes it to the house of God. And he gets there in the temple. And he spreads that letter out. Lays it on the floor before God. And I can imagine with some, uh, uh, time he probably was, 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 uh, 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 prostrate before the Lord. At other times he probably was walking around, walking around the letter, praying over it. But the Bible says that he prayed over the letter. Begging God to move. Hezekiah realized that, oh, listen, there's nobody who can help us like God can. Nobody can do anything but God. He realized that there was great desperation. And I want you to know, dear friend, do you have the conviction that nobody can do for you what God can do for you? So we see that bold prayers are prompted by a great need. Bold prayers are offered out of great desperation. And then I close with this, gang. Listen carefully. Bold prayers are answered by a great God. Oh, I love this. Verses 20 and then verses 32 through 35. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 20. Then Isaiah the son of Amos sent to Hezekiah and said, Thus saith the Lord, that which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, the king of Israel, or king of Assyria, God says, I have heard. 
Oh, Hezekiah, I want you to know, I've heard your prayer. I heard what you had to say. I know, I know fully about the situation. And Hezekiah, because you came before me in humility and you sought my face and you prayed a bold prayer, I'm going to show you just how great I am. And I love what happened here, verse 32. Look with me in your Bible, uh, verse 32. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into the city. He is not going to shoot as much as an arrow there, God said, nor come before it with the shield, nor cast an embankment against it. By the way that he came, by that same way, he's going to go back home. And he's not going to come into this city. <laughs> for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David. It came to pass that night, verse 35, that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred, fourscore, and five thousand. <laughs> and when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that God Almighty sent a promise to Hezekiah, and he said, I'll promise you, dear one, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of my people. I'm going to show myself strong. You notice in the prayer that Hezekiah prayed to God, he began to invoke truth about the character of God. He began to focus on the fact that there is no God like our God. And He is the only God. He's the God of all the ages. He's the God of the impossible. And oh, dear friend, God came through. God showed Himself strong. And I want you to hear me tonight. I am not saying at all that prayer manipulates God. But I want us to understand that God loves to show Himself strong when our hearts are desperate for Him. When it's for His glory and His namesake. And tonight, my, my need and my, my desire and what God wants to do in me and in you is to get us to the point where we have the understanding that God honors great faith in Him. God honors that boldness. God honors that confidence. So when is the last time you saw God answer a bold prayer in your life? Oh, I could tell you illustration after illustration of my own personal life where I've seen God answer big prayers. People that I thought would never get saved, I've seen them saved. Situations even in my own life and family that I thought were irrevocable and they'd never be repaired. And God showed Himself strong I want you to know, dear friend, as we close tonight, what do we need? Oh, we need eyes that see the need. We need a burden that becomes personal. And we need faith to believe God. I want you to bow your head with me. Right where you are. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're watching from. I know God's a great God and I know He's infinite, and I know whatever true need you have, God has the ability to meet it. So right where you are in the quietness 
in the prayerfulness of this moment, I want you symbolically in your mind to take whatever need it is and bring it before the Lord. Lay it out before Him. He's the God of the impossible, just like Hezekiah brought that letter and laid that letter out before God. I want you to take your need and lay it out before the Lord. Give it to Him. Trust Him with it. Pray big prayers. And let's watch God be big and bold in our lives. Let's pray together. Our Father, in Jesus' name, I thank You for the truth of this text. And I pray that You would empower us to cast our gaze and cast our mind on You and how awesome You are, how inviting You are to us to come before You boldly. And we'll thank You in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.